Hello and welcome to Attack on Final Fantasy, the Final Fantasy podcast where I, Pete, try to complete every single Final Fantasy game using attack only. This week we take on Final Fantasy 3 for the NES. So I decided to play the NES version of this instead of the DS version for the simple reason that I can speed up battles and there's a part in this where I have to level up quite a lot before the one of the very first dungeons really. But we'll get to that a little bit later on. For now, we'll just get into it. I start a new game and name my party Atti, Ika, Ark and Arian. There's a brief intro where we're spinning in the black abyss and it turns out that we're falling. The party starts fighting with each other about whose fault it was they fell into this pit. Then we're attacked by three goblins, the first fight of the game. Afterwards, I find a shield, equip it to one of my party members and then they point out there's a strange looking rock nearby. Going up to it and interacting with it makes a nearby wall shift to the side allowing us to pass into the next room. In the next room, the party gets a level up, and I plan on getting to level 5 before taking on the upcoming boss. There's a pool of water here that can heal the party to full. The first time I approach it, my party is like, Oh, what a strange colour. Let's try drinking it. Idiots. I also pick up a couple of south winds, which you're supposed to use in the upcoming boss fight, but unfortunately I can't use items in battle, so I'm going to sell them later. Ark dies and the spring won't revive them, so I decide to restart the game. I don't feel confident enough to face the boss with three party members. I get back to where I was and get everyone to level 5. Now I'm in the wind crystal room. In this room, there are six golden orbs and a crystal. Three of the orbs are on one side of the path and three on the other side. When I attempt to walk up the path towards crystal, the orbs surround the party and we're attacked by something evil. This evil is the land turtle. I hold down attack, inflict the speed up, and the party goes for it. And it goes down without any troubles at all. And then I approach the wind crystal. The crystal speaks to us. It tells us that we are the chosen ones. We will receive power from the crystals, and we must use that to help the world because it's falling into darkness. Ooh, spooky times. Now when I check my status screen, I can change my job to either a fighter, a white wizard, a black wizard, a red wizard, or a monk. I decide to go with monks because they've been the most powerful things to use in the past two games. And this is where my first gripe with the game comes in. To change jobs, you've got to unequip everything. But you can't switch between party members because there's no shoulder buttons like in the later games. So you force it one by one and it feels so slow and clunky. But I guess it's just a product of its time really. Once I've done that, I use the warp tile behind the wind crystal to walk back outside and onto the world map. Before doing anything else, I save and head back into the cave to grab some more items. After pillaging the cave, I go back outside and head to the first town, Yore. The first part of this is going to be very grind heavy, big fat dungeon that I mentioned earlier on. In Yore, I get taught how to use items on people and an old woman calls us brats. I go to see the town elder who tells us that we can't let this power go to waste and we must seal away the power of darkness. I leave and explore the town a little bit. I find a secret path which leads to a well with some potions in it. Out the back of town there's a storage room with a variety of items. On the way I get bombarded by werewolves a few times and I defeat them nice and easily. A guy in the pub says that a boulder is blocking the way back to Canaan, so he can't get home. I utilise the restorative spring in town before heading out. I decide to go south first, to the town of Kazus. When I get there, there's a man by a little campfire. We start with him and he runs off, but then he comes back and tells us that the town is cursed and there are ghosts at the inn. 
So we go to check it out. In the end, there are indeed ghosts walking around. We learn that the people of Kazuz have been cursed by a djinn which is normally trapped in a sealed cave, but it was freed by the recent earthquake. To reseal the djinn, we need to get a mithril ring, and Princess Sara of Sassoon Castle has one. We also bump into Sid, who lends us his airship to hopefully help us break the curse. At the back of Kazuz, there's a mithril mine. This is a pretty good levelling up spot, and I grind to level 20 before heading to the castle. Once in the castle grounds, I speak to a guard. He tells us the castle has been cursed whilst he was out on duty, and everyone is a ghost now. I go up the left tower to take on a griffin in a box. Thanks to my excessive levelling, I beat it easily. Up the right tower is Princess Sarah's bedroom, so we sleep in her bed. In the castle proper, I proceed to take everything in sight and speak to the king. He says that the gym might have kidnapped the princess and taken her to Sealed Cave. So, since she has the ring, we need to imprison Jin. We have to go there and rescue her. He tells us that the skeleton is the key, which is pretty cool. Thanks for letting us know that. I fly the airship north and save my game and go into Seal Cave. The enemies here do hit a little bit harder, but that's only when they get a chance to hit my party. On the second floor, I check a pile of bones for a switch to open up the way forwards. Through the newly owned path, I find Princess Sara. She came to try and seal away the djinn herself, but couldn't because of the monsters. She asked to go with us, and after a light back and forth, we agreed to her terms. When we get to the djinn, Sara tries to seal him up, but because he's allied with the power of darkness, it doesn't work. After we punch him in the face for a bit, he's weak enough to be sealed into the ring. This ring is very handy. It warps us back to the spring within the castle. This is a holy spring, and by throwing the ring into the spring, we break the curse. We speak with the king, and he rewards our efforts with the canoe. So, we go back outside and use it to get our airship back from outside of Seal Cave, where we left it. From here, we fly back to Kazus to see how he's getting on. Sid greets us when we enter, and asks us to take him back to Canaan. Speaking with him further, he suggests putting a mithril bow on the airship to ram it into the boulder and destroy it. So, we go to speak with Blacksmith, and he does it straight away. Now it's time to visit Canaan. As Sid suggested, we ram the boulder and destroy it, but this also results in blowing up the airship too. We miraculously get out of the disaster unscathed, and we continue to Canaan on foot. When we get there, Sid thanks us and says that we may need another airship. He tells us to go see King Argus, he knows the secret of airships, and then he chuffs off into the village. So we follow him and start to explore. We learn that a travelling wizard hid a magic potion in town. Sid is also in one of the houses here, and says that Granny, who was led in a bed beside him, got even sicker whilst he was away, and wishes he had a magical elixir to cure her. I put two and two together and go hunt for the elixir. It's not too hard to find, it's in some grass on a suspicious looking island in the middle of the town's lake. We take it back and give it to Granny, who starts feeling better. Sid tells us we can have anything from his storage area under the house, so we take all of it. In town, we do learn a couple of other things. One of them is there's a guy called Desh, who has gone to the south of a mountain where a dragon is said to live. The other is that the town of small people is even further to the south. I didn't want to say how the game actually says the town of small people to the south because it's very offensive in this day and age. So our next stop is the mountain to the south. After a little bit of grinding on the world map, I get to level 30 before heading into the mountain. There's a dragon flying around the mountain as we enter, and when we get to the peak it flies down and takes us away to its nest. 
Once in the nest, there are baby dragons that have just hatched. There's also some rustling coming from up the top, so we go to check it out. A man jumps out and it's Dash. He got caught by the dragon too whilst on his way to do something, but he's lost his memory and can't remember what he was doing. He only remembers his name. Then the dragon makes another appearance. Dash tells us to run because we don't stand a chance fighting it. A battle ensues and it turns out that the dragon is actually Bahamut. And this is where the run unfortunately ends. It's impossible to beat Bahamut at this stage of the game due to him restoring to full health at the start of every round. You have to run away to continue the game. However, I'm going to allow myself this. I'm going to bend the rules just a little and although I can attack and really should, I'm going to select run. There will be times in future games where I have to bend the rules just a little bit to progress in the story and I think that's only fair. So I select run. Afterwards, Dash gives us a mini magic and joins us as a guest. We leap from the nest. When we land, there's a small patch of forest which we enter and find a small person who tells us his village is in the forest to the south, but to enter you have to be small. There's also some healing water here which I use. We head south on the world map and I turn Atty into a white wizard so he can mini everyone. But I have no MP so I need to go back to the healing waters in the forest. I decide to do it all here and then change him back to a monk. Luckily during my journey back south I only get into one battle. I do two damage per person per turn but manage to get by. Then I reach town of Tozis. There's not much to do here. The local doctor is sick so we go to pay him a visit. It turns out he just needs an antidote to get better which they could have given to him because the shop has loads of them. After he's cured, he opens a path to the underground passage, which we head through. This is part of the game that I was grinding so heavily for. I needed as much health as I could get to fight the next boss. The journey through the passage isn't too bad, considering we're all mini, most of the enemies run away due to us being overleveled for the area. We come to the other side and go to the Viking base. We learn that the sea dragon Nepto went into a rage because of the earthquake and destroyed all of the Viking ships. All but one, the Enterprise. Everybody's too scared to set sail though because of Nepto and we are told that if we defeat Nepto we can use the Enterprise, so away we go. To the north is a shrine. It has a statue of a dragon inside which is missing an eye. Since we're all tiny we can climb into the dungeon and start exploring. When inside, I have to stay mini, so I can't use my full strength, but things are still running away from me, so it's not all bad. We get to the boss that is possibly going to be the most annoying part of this run, the giant rat. He squeaks that he won't give this gem to anyone, and to be completely honest with you, I didn't even know I was going to get a gem back, but okay, I'm guessing that it's the statue's missing eye. To my surprise, we managed to kill it, and everyone survives. Everyone was level 40 when we took it on, though. Anyway, now that's out of the way, it should be smooth sailing from now on, literally, because we get a boat soon. We grab the gem and it was Nepto's eye, and then we make our escape. I can't wait to be normal sized again. It wasn't as I thought though. The eye doesn't belong to Nepto's statue, but to Nepto himself, so maybe I don't have to kill him, just return his eye. But where is he? I go back to the Viking place to sort out my party. I change Atti back to a white wizard. I rest at the inn to get his MP back, then I make everyone normal sized again using mini, and then I return Atti to his normal monk job. Nice. Now, it would stand to reason that Nepto is somewhere in the ocean, so I hop onto the Enterprise and begin my search. It takes about three seconds, he's blocking the way out of a little bay, 
So I fight him, eventually kill him, then I try to escape the bay, only to end up fighting him again. I try to use the eye in the battle, but this does nothing, so I reload my last save, which is just before going into the shrine. Bugger. I do everything again, and this time, when I become big again, I take the eye back to the statue and try inserting it as a normal sized person. Here is where I see my mistake. I was trying to interact with the statue, but you've got to use the eye like I was taught how to use items near the very beginning of the game. I am such an idiot. Anyway, it's done. Nepto thanks us for returning it to him. The eye is his mind, and without it he goes wild. He then rewards us with a water fang. He goes on to tell us that someone caused the earthquake, which has sealed up the water's light underground. He asks us to bring light back before falling asleep. Sweet dreams, Nepto. Back on the Enterprise, I set sail for the open seas to find King Argus. The first place I find is a town called Tockle. This village has been attacked by soldiers wearing the crest of Argus. They took hostages to the desert to the west. Off I chuff to the west. <laughs> There's a floating thing here and I can't interact with it at all. So I continue west and find the village of the ancients. Here I learn that this is a floating continent. A flood of light caused the people to flee here from a world below and the Tower of Owen is what keeps it afloat. Although four dark warriors came forth to push back the flood of light, it was already too late. In the village, a kid bets me that I can't ride around the world on a chocobo, so I go out to the nearby chocobo forest, catch one and do it. He gives me a bit of bread when I get back. I go all the way back to the Enterprise after this and begin exploring again. Just to the north is Argus Castle. There is nobody here though. The place is completely empty and it's spooky. It's even emptier now that I've pillaged everything from the chest. Back out on the world map, I see a shadow moving around in lakes surrounded by mountains. I also find a cave. This cave is Gurgen Valley. There are a couple of people here who talk about the crystals. One of them gives us a toad spell and tells Desh his destiny awaits. Apparently, this spell will help us get into the Tower of Owen. So, I decide to return to Canaan because it's the closest town. Here, we drop in on the girl that is missing a man named Desh. Desh tells her that there's something that he must do, but he'll be back. I do the white wizard juggle and turn everyone into frogs, then we head for the Tower of Owen, which is just a little bit to the north on the Enterprise. When we get there, the whole first floor is flooded and I walk around for a bit and find a hole that we fall into to the next level. I use some maiden kisses to defrog everyone. A spooky voice says, welcome to the Tower of Owen, it will be your grave. We eventually get to the end of the area and discover that Medusa's here. She has been ordered by someone called Zande to destroy the tower so the floating continent will drop from the sky. We easily defeat Medusa. Dash miraculously gets his memories back. He is the surviving ancient guardian of the Tower of Owen. He was sleeping, but something happened to the tower which awoke him. He tells us the flame in the centre could explode any time and he's got to go in to fix the reactor. He tells us we should go see the dwarves on an island and jumps into a fire, and then we're walked back outside. And that was part one of Attack on Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 3. Um, I hope you enjoyed the first episode of Season 3. I had fun actually playing Final Fantasy 3, which which is good. It's always good to have fun when playing games, I suppose. Um, if you want to get in contact with me, I set up a link tree. 
uh, it'll be in the description below. And as always, if you could rate, review, subscribe, whatever, whatever you've got to do out there, um, do it. it'll be really, really cool of you. Um, and I guess until next week, have a good week. Bye bye.